Welcome again to the Sticky Wicket Cricket Podcast. I'm Joe and I'm delighted to be joined by Ed. Hello mate. And Cheese. Hey Joe. And on the show for you this evening, uh, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got the rest of the West Indies England uh, Test Series to wrap up. That finished, uh, well, feels like a long time ago now, but England finally got a win on the board, albeit in a dead rubber uh, in St Lucia by winning the third test by 232 runs um, and then really in the last 10 days or so it's been all eyes on the one day series with a focus on of course the World Cup that's being played in England in uh, May, June and July later this year so a lot of talking points to talk about England are currently underway in their first game uh, in the first ODI against the West Indies in a five match series um, the West Indies have posted a huge total of 360 for eight in their uh, first innings, England are flying along. That currently, as we speak to you on uh, Wednesday evening here, they're 137 for one. Uh, uh, Jason Roy going very, very well. Um, but we're going to talk about other news regarding the England camp. There's the Joe Root sort of Shannon Gabriel standoff to talk about. There's Paul Farbrace leaving the England setup. How much of an impact is that going to be? Um, there's also talk of Joffre Archer, who's now going to be available for England before the World Cup. Whether he comes in following this West Indies series or not is another good talking point. And also Jason Holder getting banned uh, for four matches, I think it was. Oh, that's Shannon Gabriel. Jason Holder was banned for, uh, also received a ban for the third test after a slow over rate in the second test in which uh, West Indies smashed England to wrap up the series. Um, but as always, we'd like to hear from you as well. So we're on Twitter, at CricketPod is the place to find us there. Uh, please search for us on Facebook or um, any of your iTunes uh, podcasts or any of your Android uh, podcasting platforms. Uh, please search for the Sticky Wicket Cricket Podcast. Leave us a review. It really helps to get us up the charts and gets new people on board, etc., etc. Uh, but more importantly, if you've got anything to say or anything you'd like us to talk about on the podcast, please get in touch with us, at CricketPod is the handle on Twitter. Uh, but well, first, we'll, we'll wrap up the series, um, the test series, that is, that finished a couple of weeks ago now. Um, as I said before, England ending up having a, a fantastic victory, albeit in a dead rubber. West Indies really seem to have lost their spark. Jason Holder was unavailable for the game uh, due to a slow overrate that uh, the West Indies were uh, uh, penalised for in the second test. Um, Joe Root got 100, and we saw a fantastic spell of bowling from Mark Wood, finally seeing a real paceman from England um, uh, sort of well putting the fear of God into some of the West Indies batsmen even on their home pitches um, a memorable 5-4 uh, for him uh, and what was quite an emotional spell for him he's, he's had a long time out of, with injuries and everything else but uh, he's a very popular guy so good to see him in um, they're the kind of headlines uh, overall Ed I guess where do England sit after uh, I mean I think they're down to fifth in the rankings now I mean overall it's going to be a disastrous series albeit finishing on a high note well, yeah, for me, Mark Wood was the only real positive. I was thinking, I heard a lot of stuff about, oh, you know, Joe Root did so well in the end. He got, in his, finally, in his six innings, obviously the series was gone. That game in itself was gone. They were a bowler down, and he gets 100. And I thought to myself, who, while the series has been alive, or a game has been alive in the early part of England, has actually... Like done something, I couldn't think with the bat. No one. No, with anybody. Oh, with anything. I mean, I thought Stokes and Anderson bowled well in the first test. Yeah, they were they were they were commendable efforts, but really, every, yeah, you know, right. Butler finally came good in the last test. So did Rue. Obviously, you can't. Denley played well, didn't he? 
But yeah, I, so, I mean, it's 50-odd. Yeah. You know. I mean, it was... I thought they were... And then it all comes out about, right, we're back on track now, and we've won four <laughs> out of six. And um, I just thought the whole approach was wrong. And what do you know? As soon as you you know spend that first uh, day in the last test, you have a bit more discipline. You don't try and go at it. And, and, you, and you get in the game. And I think their whole approach in the first two games was completely, uh, completely wrong. Where do you think the series... Uh, leaves England in terms of selection now because I know we've moaned and moaned and moaned about England selection over the past couple of years we've been doing this podcast two years now haven't we I've just realised yeah. uh, but anyway um, I mean there's, there's, I mean, where does it leave for instance Sam Curran is a big talking point Is he? how much when is he going to fit in now with, with obviously Mark Wood ideally back on the side but you don't know how long for with injuries <laughs> the top three still needs looking at I mean I, there's I lots of question marks I don't right? know in, in theory Keaton Jennings is the man in possession going into the Ashes, isn't he? It's, yeah. It's absolute. I, I don't understand really what's going on. I hope, I don't know if they will learn, they seem in a bit of a bubble to me, but hopefully they'll learn that loads of all-rounders and just scoring quickly or your number eight scoring is, is not the way to go. We have Stokes at six. I'm happy to see Bairstow at seven. I, like I said many times, I would never have touched him. And then you pick five batsmen and four bowlers. And, and, and keep it simple yeah I mean, I mean Butler at five looks good now I think it's fair to say he's still not been brilliant but he played well against India last summer didn't he yeah let's see he's a, yeah, he's a talented player I, I just don't they just don't fill me with confidence this team at all like I said before you know, I compare it to the Strauss side you just felt that was a good solid side they were going to get first innings runs they were going to get them in the top five prior put the little cherry on the cake and then they had, you know, they obviously had a great spinner and good variety in attack. Obviously, Anderson and Broad were quicker in those days. Maybe had Stephen Finn. It all, it but all... it just feels like the the difference really because I don't think that side four down is that much better, particularly. I mean, the bowlers, they, you know, obviously a swan over Moen Ali clearly, but um, for me, the big difference is the top three really because you know Cook Strauss. Trot would just see off a new ball and see off the first couple of sessions, score nice and slowly and build an innings. And then you've got the star men coming in down, you know, you have Peterson coming in. And, and then, like you say, Pryor down at seven. He played really well, but they, it just doesn't feel like England <laughs> were capable of scoring any top order runs. And that's what they're searching for, isn't it? No, and, and also, you know, there's obviously places up for grabs. So here we go, April again friend of the pod Darren Stevens in the first division now so this is the sort of thing that's going to happen in April so anybody that does get runs yeah credit to them but they're probably going to be either be doing it by maybe one or two ways maybe hanging right back and almost playing slowish seamers off the pitch or they're going to have to take a bit of a risk and start dancing down either way whoever gets runs there's no preparation for Hazelwood Stark mm. and Cummins oh, in July yeah. so it's, it's kind of fast, it's frustrating but kind of fascinating because I, anybody could be in our batting lineup. Yeah, for this Ashes. The top three is still up for grabs. I mean, Denley, I guess, just about put a marker down. But um, if he has a terrible start, then there'll be mass- he's he's batting in Division One and in yeah. this year. And um, if he has a terrible first couple of months, then you know there's a good chance he won't make it. Jennings surely needs to get replaced. <laughs> surely, I mean, uh, Christy. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. It just seems so obvious to me, but. Um, and then, I mean, Rory Burns still looks good, but he needs a score, doesn't he? But he still looks good to me, Burns. I, th- I still, th- you know, he deserves a spot, I think. But well, he's, yeah. he's not played on an easy pitch yet. To no, be he's fair. not. I just, I just don't know. 
<laughs> it could anything could happen this summer. Anybody could be in. I think it'll be two flawed batting lineups against two really good bowling lineups, and it'll be whoever bowls better for me. Yeah, I think, and I think they've just got to change their mentality as well. Like, you know, te- technically, not none of them apart from Jennings aren't up to it. They've, but they don't learn from their mis- mistakes time and time again for the mentality that they go out there and bat with this positive, attacking, aggressive approach. It's not worked. Jennings is the only one that doesn't have the technique to do it. We, we, you can see that quite blatantly. But if the rest of them have have the mental capacity to be able to go out there and just go right, you know, this is going to be hard. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take some knocks. I'm going to play some bad shots. I'm going to play and miss quite a lot, you know, and 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 go. Well, I'm still going to bat 50, 60, 70 overs and try and bat it out. I think that they'd have a much, um, you know, have much more much more success because there's a lot of teams around the world that have success scoring runs that don't have the same talent that this team does. But they just have a better approach to batting. Well, the and, West Indies uh, being one, precisely. They I just see. went and showed them how to do it. Yeah, I was that, thinking. Of, sorry, go on. Sorry, go on. Jim. No, I was just going to say you're right. That that West Indian side. I mean, you could see it. The first, um, that first Test match. You know, they, they don't have much talent. Well, but, no, sh- no, they do. I shouldn't say they've got some good players. Rough, but, but if you look at Root, Stokes, <clears throat> Basto, Butler, you take those four players. Mm. I mean, they're, they're class players. I mean, they could be. They're not great Test players because most of them average in the thirties. I think. Or, yeah. Or, apart from Root, but. Um, yeah, the talent-wise, they they yeah. could average forty-five, fifty quite easily. All of them. To, to me, but they just need them. to learn how to play a full defensive shot. Yeah. <laughs> like seriously, just stop trying to play so many drives. It, yeah. Just stop trying to hit the ball it, it, out in front of yourselves. Just play a full defensive shot here and there, and 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 you probably bat a lot longer and therefore score a lot more runs. But it's, it's, I was thinking about Basto in particular. So second innings, second test, obviously. Oh yeah, we, we're staying right down the barrel. We're about to lose the series. So here's Bairstow comes out to bat. So he's got bowled a lot in the summer. Don't forget how many times India clean bowled him, yeah, and it's true. been happening again in in the West Indies. We got bowled out seventy seven and embarrassed in the first test. We're about to get embarrassed in the second innings of the second test and lose the series. He's got all this. He knows he's been bowled so many times, and then he. Like Juicy plays a massive booming drive and gets bowled again. Yeah, I just, I just don't. They must be living in such a bubble, or I don't really know how else to describe it. I just watched that shot, and I just thought he's not even thinking. It's, mm. It just it, doesn't make it, any it sense. It is actually a really interesting discussion as well because what are they? You know, batting is about habits, right? If you if if you do something enough and get into a position enough times, you're probably going to replicate that in a game if you do that in training. So how are they training? How are they training for a test match? Are they standing in there with this guy throwing a sidearm at them and they're just smoking everything? Or are they getting in, in, in on like a wet green seamer and trying to defend wonder, for their life? It's just like, yeah, you do. You do really wonder. I can imagine them if, rain shitting before the t- I can. I can imagine these. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. The guy will be standing there with a helmet on and they're like, oh, God, like, this, is, this is too much. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 it is difficult and they need to change. I mean, the good thing is, it's back to one day now, but of course the ashes will come around soon enough. And if they, but it was, it was Root's comments before the before the, we said this before the first test. What is he doing? Saying a, um, it doesn't matter how long you're batting Test cricket; it's just how fast you score. And b, what's he doing? Saying it doesn't matter who gets them as long as somebody gets them. That, subconsciously, that puts it into what's people's it? minds. Yeah. If I don't do it today, my mate will bail me out down yeah. there. They're just not the things to be saying. Well, the top five get the runs. Yeah. And that's, it, how it, that's how it works. And surprise, surprise, it got, com- it got proved completely wrong. Yeah. I, I know we're going to come to Fabrice later on, but I saw that interview with Fabrice after he'd um, well, he's retired, I guess you could call it, from the, from the England team. 
um, saying that this team this team know full well that you know that that their performances aren't good enough and they need you know that we probably sit around third or fourth. Well, it's all very well to say in hindsight. You wouldn't think that leading up to the test series, yeah. right? You think that they thought they were on top of the world. They did think they were on top. Yeah, of and that's so, the they, but they always say that in hindsight. Root always says we show a lot of um, you know we know how to come back well. We, this team shows a lot of fight. Well, you've already lost though. Like, there's no point showing yeah. fight when you're behind the behind the eight ball. Well, it's not really fight when you've already lost either, is it? It's pride, and I get all that. He uses the, West the word Indies all were, the time. He's, he's a broken record. I can't remember what the word mm. is. He uses all the time. But it's backability. Character and character, yeah, yeah. I use a lot of character, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I mean, it is difficult to know where I'm going to go. I think the most frustrating thing for me is that we've found out absolutely nothing about the side again. Um, maybe maybe we have with Mark Wood, but we knew it was there. We just always wanted to see it. He'd have been playing this whole time if he was bowling like that. You yeah. know, we know he's capable of it. No, but that's the thing for me. I didn't think he was anymore. So when he got called up because all I've he, he burst it's kind of like Simon Jones Mark Wood had that series in 15 against yeah. the Aussies he yeah. was fantastic and he bowled fast and similar to Jones he broke down in that series and you thought there's probably not too much of a way back and then when we've seen him before he's 85-86 and that's mm. he's neither here nor there at that so when he got called up for Stone I was pretty actually pretty disappointed I would like Jamie Overton's done pretty well yeah. for, he's been yeah. a bit expensive but he's got a lot of wickets but if if Wood can bowl like that, he has oh, to be he's, he's straight in. Has to be. But to be fair, I don't think anyone wouldn't pick him. If if he's bowling like that, he's getting picked. And it doesn't matter whether they want Sam Curran runs or whatever. If Root has got that in his armory, he he would have him every day. Yeah, but they have to be honest because, like you said, he's obviously clearly well liked. And yeah. if, if he can't bowl that pace, then they have yeah. to be on it, and he has to be honest and, and not. And, and realistically, I think given his history, he's not going to get through. Sort of five Asher tests in six weeks this summer. Yeah, but he has lengthened his run-up, run which seems to have yeah. him a little bit. It, well, it, that was always the thing. He had about a 15-yard run-up, and then he was flying down at 90 miles an hour, and he's just a lot looked a bit smoother and a bit longer and a bit more joggy running in, as opposed to just revving up like yeah. a, a like like, like a, long, a long jumper yeah. almost, and just trying to fly in and put all that pressure on his ankle. And, so you never know. But I mean, if you, if we've got a bowler who bowls 93 he's, he's playing everywhere yeah. every country around the world the only, I mean you might not play him in some Asian countries but everywhere else he's no, a first name on the sheet you would do because you need yeah, I yeah. mean it just takes wickets and yeah. there's, there's just no doubt but um, he was injured for a couple of didn't he have a heel problem or something like that for, for quite a while yeah he's had it all <laughs> sorts ankle yeah. a lot of the time he's had sore heel quite a bit because he sort of lands on it so hard but he's, yeah. he's had ankle operations and yeah he's just I mean it Again, like we, there's no point getting excited because he might not last. He'll get injury at the start of the summer. He'll be out for the whole well, summer. Well, yeah, and, and it's a real it's difficult kind of for a guy like that to try and get into their rhythm, right? If you're yeah. if you're injured, then you're always 12th, 13th man in an England team. You're never consistently bowling out in the middle. It would be very hard to get a, get a rhythm up as a, as a bowler yeah. like that if you've got. He's only played 16 so. tests in all this time. Which how so many county games has he played? That'd be interesting to know as well. Many. Probably none. Well, I'm sure he would have a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a few, but it won't be many. Yeah, he just, it's just a real shame, but. You know, I mean, he's the other thing he's got himself in line for. Obviously, is a World Cup slot, which um, we'll come on to in a minute. But um, that certainly opened the door for someone like him to to sneak into that side with all the other players that are around. Even well, but um, overrates. <laughs> Jason Holder got banned for a slow overrate, even though they only needed three and a half days, I think, to polish off England in that second test. Um, 
but rules are rules and he got banned from match so he was away he's been a brilliant leader for the West Indies a bit of fresh air actually for the West Indies team and they look very well Len the first two tests he was banned for the third test um, geez, what are your thoughts on yeah I mean you guys gave me a little bit more background before the pod when I, when I raised this and I'm sure if Marty was here I think he'd have my backing a little bit but I, I do think that some of the ICC rules and regulations are, are becoming a little bit nonsensical um, and maybe it's not just the ICC as well it's like you think about examples like where Middlesex with that bow and arrow got you know into um, into the oval and then they got docked points for bad <laughs> yeah. override I mean come on the game's you know what are they supposed to do about it and of course it's a different scenario but I think as a, as a captain you're probably you're taking a risk if you're if you're behind the overrate but you're going well I'm going to go behind the overrate here because tactically I think to slow this game down and to think about this a little bit more we're going to win this game anyway I'm going to take the I'm going to take the punt I know the weather's not coming in so I'm going to win this game you know, you might take that risk and, and to be punished for it after you've won the game and the game's finished in three and a half days, no no crowd members are unhappy about the game, that it was so slow. I just don't... It doesn't quite... Um, you know, I don't quite grasp it. But how do you draw that line between that bit of common sense, which you're right, no one was moaning about the overrate, especially the home fans. Yeah. Not that there were many of them, unfortunately, but we'll maybe talk about that later. But... Um, how do you draw the line between that sort of common sense and then obviously if a team's nine down at the end of the game and it's a draw and there's been a bit of rain and whatever, then presumably they should get banned how if, many, they're, if they're the team that survived. How many West Indies games have gone five days well, in the last two years? I mean, that's a fairly <laughs> solid point, but it's like, I, it, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Uh, it bothers me when I'm there watching and they're bowling 82 overs in a day. It, it really annoys me. To be honest, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I can, yeah, I, I can't understand that. But then, actually, I think ninety percent of games are, there's a result in now in, in Test cricket at the moment. Well, they're, in they're the last couple Test of years, going down to four days. So good luck with the West Indies over well, getting that in four days. I mean, like, <laughs> come on, like, yeah. I mean, if it goes down to four days, I'll have to do something about the overrates. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Apparently, I think something like ninety percent of games are finished these days. The problem for me is, look, let's fast forward it to the summer and say. You know, the Ashes test is going right down to the wire, fifth day, <clears throat> excuse me, and Tim Payne, you know, delays and they get away with the draw. As England fans, we will be, A, will be furious, and B, if he was to go back to a prior precedent and get away without getting a ban, we'd be even, we'd be even worse, wouldn't we? So, you know, I have sympathy for Holder, and he's been, he's been really good, actually. I didn't really understand what a, um, just how good he was in terms of A, his actual cricket, and B, um, you know, I've heard some interviews. Well, not interviews, but sort of podcasts. Um, was it with Andy Roberts? We're talking about how he's yeah. brought people together, Holder, and he's been fantastic. Yeah. But the rules, are the rules, and you know, slow overrate is slow overrate. We don't want it in the game, and unfortunately, if the captain has to pay, he has to pay, and it is what it is. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And I, I, like I said at the start, I don't know the um, the precedent where this has come from. I think he's um, been on warnings. Couple of warnings. He's been yeah. on warnings. Yeah. I just, I just don't think that that Tim Payne example is is similar. Considering it's a that that would be cynical. That that would be cynical from him. Where I don't think that Michael, um, Jason sorry, Holder. Jason Holder has been Michael Holder. I was about to say Michael Holding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jason Holder has been cynical in in these in these punishments. He's not intentionally tried to slow the game down to either avoid a, a result or, or to try to get through to the end of the game um, and, you know, eke out a draw or whatever. He's, he's done it pretty consistently across the three, three and a half days of these test matches and, and, and it's not been cynical. Um, and sure, you need to set a precedent and there needs to be some kind of rules. 
I just think they need to look at it a little bit in terms of how fast these test matches are actually ending <laughs> yeah. and, and whether or not that it's being intentionally done. Which would be a very hard thing to determine, I appreciate. Yeah, that would, and sort of, like you were saying, reasoning and things. I think you just have to, it's like light. You take a reading, or you take an, a rate with the overs, and you have to stick to it, and mm. it is what it is, yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a very black and white person, as you know. Yeah, so. well, you, need, you, do need, and you do need rules about it, because people would take the piss. But, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure, just going back to that initial example, and I don't think it's the same, but that Middlesex example with the bow and arrow being... Um, yeah. You know, flown into the ground from for un you know unforeseen circumstances, and then they get docked points for overrate. I mean, well, that just completely lacks on. common sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's it, the whole thing. The whole thing lacks common sense. The game ended. The yeah. game ended. Well, that's true. Yeah, Middlesex could have got four wickets in the next four balls, and the game would have ended. But they still would have got docked points. Yeah, but you can't say that on day two of a game if somebody's going slow. You don't know when the game's going to end, do you? Again. Well, you do if England's 130, <laughs> you know, and then 70 for six. Like, seriously, you do know. Come on, that game's not going to last five days. Yeah, like, it's that difficulty between common sense and, uh, and you know, having stuff in black and white. Uh, you know, like, when it, when it comes to the law, you know, if you break the law, unfortunately, most of the time it's in black and white. If it's common sense, there's a lot of things that you think, well, it's not that bad, really, because of the context. Mm. But the context is difficult to put because there's massive grey area so they have to be black and white about it I guess yeah but they there's, do. there's bigger issues facing test cricket but still yeah. it, it won't harm as from um, you know a spectator perspective to tidy up well not tidy up but in, you know, speed up the, uh, the over it won't you're right you're right yeah 100% okay. and um, uh, well from one band to another uh, Shannon Gabriel uh, said something I mean, it's sort of homophobic to Joe Rue, something about the do, do you like boys or something like that, which I guess he was saying was a bad thing. Joe Rue obviously came back and then said um, something along the lines of um, it's, there's nothing wrong with being gay or something, don't use it as an insult. He's been absolutely lauded in the press for his kind of comeback as though you know, against this demonic homophobe in Shannon Gabriel, but... Uh, whatever you think of it, it sounds like I'm pretty loading the, <laughs> the statement there. But either way, whatever you make of it, uh, it obviously brings back into um, the sort of the public eye the ideas of stump mics in cricket. Um, obviously, what Shannon Gabriel said was stupid. If it's anything homophobic, he's an idiot. But um, I mean, I'm, you know, it didn't seem like there's much point. It was, but it's certainly a heat in the moment thing. I've heard a lot of people come out and said, well, it's, you know, it's just like being in a, in a workplace. You know, you're in an office environment, basically, because you're in your working environment and therefore the same rules apply as any work, which I completely disagree with because I, I don't go to work and get shouted at by 50,000 Aussies if I'm standing on the boundary in my office, <laughs> you know, and uh, you're in the heat of the moment. You're meant to be aggressive. You're meant to be bowling fast. You know, you, no one says to a rugby player to, you, you, don't, you don't act like that in an office, do you? You don't start smashing people. You know, it's ridiculous, the idea that it's any other office. But at the same time, you've got to watch what you say. So the question is, I suppose, where, where do we stand on sort of the, A, the stump mics and B, what players can and can't say on the cricket field these days? Because it's as though you can say whatever you want at club cricket. You get to international level and you, you can't say anything. And there has to be a worry about the kind of it becoming completely sterile, doesn't there? I didn't think of that. It's way worse than club cricket. I mean, Joe, Joe Root's not even gay. I'd, so I can't really understand. A, it's a puerile comment. I don't really know what he's on about. But B, it's directed towards somebody 
I just, I just think it's there's so many worse things have been and will go on to be said on the cricket field in life. It's to me, it's just completely. But what about the stunt mic argument? Oh well, I, I like my argument. I would pay an extra. Oh, yeah. eight, 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 I forgot about this. Over eighteen Sky subscription to listen in all day long. Yeah. yeah. So you say they can say whatever they want, but only eighteens are listening to it because well, you, you paid an extra five. I'm, I'm a free speecher. I believe anybody can say yeah. whatever they want any time. Yeah. I'm, I, or anything else is censorship to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It, yeah. I. 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 I love that idea. I, I think that's absolutely brilliant, uh, and I think it should happen. But the. <laughs> In reality, um, I don't like the stunt mics. I'm, I'm torn. I really like the stunt mics because, of course, you want to hear what's going on. But I don't. I don't like them because you're you're brought up playing cricket, as we all are. We know that stuff gets said on the cricket field that shouldn't be said, and you say it under your breath, or you say it to somebody, and the umpire doesn't hear it, and you get away with it. The only people that should be determining what's right and wrong to be said on the on the cricket field is the umpires. But this yeah. kind of situation is the media or, or, or the public get because we've heard it, but. If we didn't hear that and the umpires didn't hear it, they're not going to walk off the field and Joe Root's not going to go, oh, you insulted me. That was, that was insulting. Nothing's going to happen. It shouldn't be up to us as the public to determine what's right and what's wrong in the cricket field. It should be up to the umpires. It's their, it's their job. All right. As far as I'm concerned. Fair enough. Anyway, he's been banned for four matches. <laughs> Shannon Gabriel. And um, the first match of which is on is still underway. And how are England doing, Ed? Oh, what's the latest? Flying. We're flying. Jason Roy's got 100. We were 200 for one off uh, 26. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Wow. Roy's on 122 so already. They're flying along at 18 over, so they might actually... It'll be England's biggest ever chase if they do win this match. Yeah. Uh, 65 balls. West Indies getting 360. So, I mean, all eyes really from now until the World Cup are on, obviously, the World Cup. There's, there's no more test cricket until... The Island match, which I think is mid-July, around that time. And then it's the Ashes, August, September. Um, first of all, the news that Paul Farbrace has left England to become the head of sport, or director of sport, I think, is his title at Warwickshire, which is quite... Sport? Exactly. They don't play many what other... What sports do they play? <laughs> exactly. Really? Yeah. Well, director of cricket? I, so I heard somewhere that... Um, they gave Ashley Giles that title so they could pay him more or something to get him out of Lancashire. So he's just, you know, he's kept that title. Maybe they've got a squash club in the back of the pavilion or something. Like yeah, that. I mean, they might have. I can't see it being Royal Increased Tennis in Edgbaston. Um, but either way, he's gone. Is that a, I mean, has Paul Farbrace laid the foundations over the past three or four years to the extent where England know what they're doing now? So his absence for the World Cup means doesn't mean that much? Or. Is he a real big influence on the match days and everything behind the scenes? Do we think that that's going to be a massive hole? It's hard to know without, obviously, if you'd, you'd need to spend some time inside the setup, I guess. My one abiding um, memory or something I'm thankful for from Farbrace is actually a test cricket thing, is for between Moores and Bayliss, um, when we played New Zealand in that fantastic two match series that started 15. He just picked. So ben Stokes yeah. is going at number six. That's no more messing around. None of him down at nine. Yeah. Yes, he punched a lock. He, he drew a line under it and said, this guy is the best all-round cricketer we have. He's the fulcrum of the side. He's going at six. So that's actually the thing. It doesn't relate to one-day cricket, obviously, but that's the thing I'm most thankful for, for poor Farbrace. I, 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 I just don't understand why he's not staying for the world. I don't, there's obviously something that we're not privy to, but... Him yeah. and Bayliss are a fantastic white ball combo. Let's face it, this whole four years really 
are focused on this World Cup. Yeah, yeah. And to totally. not get over <laughs> Sorry the Sorry about the scooter flying past Ed's flat. Deliveroo. <laughs> to not get over the final uh, hurdle, I just... Obviously, the stuff, you know, we don't know what's going on, but I just find it really strange, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, what I can't understand really is the fact that this this can't be the only county opportunity that is going to come uh, Paul Farbrace's way, in my opinion. Like, he's, it's obviously a big job being in charge of Warwickshire. They're a big club and everything. But he's going to get offers. I mean, his contract was up at the end of the season. It seems like he's not going to get the head coach of the England job. I think he must have been told that. He must have been told that like, they want a fresh voice or a fresh coach come in. But he must have been told in. to move on now. Well, I don't know. But, I mean, would Warwickshire wait? I mean, apparently Andy Flower applied for that job, the Warwickshire job. So would that, maybe that was an immediate start. I don't know. But you'd, you'd have thought if he was really, really valued in England, Giles, I mean, Giles has got, obviously got great connections with Warwickshire. So he could have said to Warwickshire, but we need this guy. Maybe we can drop him for the ashes, but we need him for the World Cup. Yeah. Can you hang on? But just, how, like I said, it's hard to know exactly what's what but it seems strange to me yeah I and I heard Darren Lehman's uh, still available so I'm <laughs> over <laughs> he's next on the list yeah would it not potentially have been the other way around with when Giles left Warwickshire they did it on the proviso that Farbrace would then come to Warwickshire potentially well no because Lan- um, Giles also went to Lancashire in between times yeah right but this is not it's not a it's not an on-field role at all, is it? This it's director of sport, so, so maybe it's, it's a lifestyle, thing. kind of a non-coaching thing. Well, I might, but even then, it's I, I totally un, months, I understand yeah. the move totally, but the timing of it is, I mean, the problem is if England don't win the World Cup now, he's going to feel awful, isn't he? Or like the England players are going to be like, oh well, we're just missing that something in the changing room or no. someone to pick us up if we lost or. I don't know, but you, you don't, you'll never know how much of an influence he is. And if England don't win the World Cup, it, it, I'm not saying he's going to be the difference because he's not there. It's probably because they just got bowled out, <laughs> as they have been doing for five years. But I, it's just a bit weird. Like England, I would think, should have done everything possible. Even if he said him leaving at the end of the summer, no one would have held it against him. Or at the end of the World Cup, because he's been brilliant for England. And all the players love him. And that one-day side is... He's and I know Bayless has had a huge influence, but so is Farbrace. I'd almost put them fifty-fifty. So is Morgan. I, I yeah, know. that's true. I think they know their team, they know their squad, and Morgan well, knows. What well, that's doing. the thing. I mean, it might be that they're basically they're so well set up now that it probably doesn't matter. No, mm. you know, it is Morgan's side. No. They're hardly going to lose motivation. Oh, this is what they've been working for for four years. I mean, yeah. Oh no, I mean, uh, no, I realise that. It's just. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think the squad is just about there. We'll talk about that in a minute with the couple of, you know, um, positions might be still up for grabs, but they've certainly got a 13 and their 15 sorted, I think. And and their first 11 is pretty much there. You know, I mean, he wants to be at Lords lifting the trophy if that happens, wouldn't you? You'd think so. Yeah, yeah. And it's a massive, if they do win it, it's a huge thing. And he's he's going to be in like... Chastler Street, freeze. in a windowless (laughs) office in Birmingham under the stand. God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> waiting for the phone to ring yeah, yeah it's, um, it's it's an interesting one but anyway we'll see how England get on um, Joffre Archer is the next thing I want to talk about Crowder this is going to be good yeah I mean he's West Indian he shouldn't be playing for England he's West Indian I, I can't you know he's got a passport don't you well yeah but come on this is this this. what's the differential between domestic level sport and international sport if this is where we're going 
it, this is like he's effectively on gardening leave let's put it like that he's waiting for the opportunity to play for England because more opportunity more money and if we can just do this to West Indies to South Africa it's it's it's, it's no different to Surrey signing all the best players it, it's, yeah, it doesn't true. it becomes and it's no good for West Indies he should be playing for the West Indies yeah. all round for me this is just a no-no the differential between you know like I said domestic sport and international sport it's that it should st- otherwise we're just going to be it's all going to become one almost like like I said like a transfer type thing or a well it just means that whoever's if you, got the most money you can, the you most can money. often find a way you know it, I, I, you know I, I, there's, most people could play for another country couldn't they yeah. do you know what I mean if if you know depending on the residency rules or the whatever if you live somewhere for five years you can play for them if your granddad's from there you can play for them you know whatever it's you can often find and, and if that country happens to have you know a sport that you play that is paid better than where you are but that's why you want to go and play the club level no I agree yeah I'm, I'm agreeing with you totally yeah I, I agree I, I mean I don't think I think for me I've always been fairly clear I know and I've because I have this debate in rugby all the time and all these I mean all teams do it the All Blacks do it just as much as England do it with all the um, uh, non-necessarily Kiwis that are in the side and we've I mean England's best rugby players at the moment there's two Vinopolos and a, two Alagi you know it's they're yeah. not exactly English captain by Dylan Hartley but um I, I just think there's this sort of thing where they have a residency thing and they have a family connection. For me, it just should be you've got to have a passport and then I think you need something like five or six years continuous residency as well as a passport. And sometimes that would mean, if you haven't got a passport, it might take eight or nine years to, to get a passport, however long it takes. And that just about, you know, the problem is you can't go against it because there's, I know there's employment laws and stuff you've got to go through. So in theory, you could sue for not letting you play for the country because it's not just... You know, rugby rules or cricket rules. You, in theory, there's employment laws to go through. But I just think, yeah, if, if you've got a, you've got to have a passport as a minimum to play for that country. I know a lot of players don't. I don't think Peterson did when he started playing for England. Did he? I don't know. But um, you know, and then have a certain amount of continuous residency where you've committed. But I, I can't see how the current states. Are, you know, it's like you say, all these players. It seems to happen in all rugby countries and cricket countries where they've captain under 19s for a certain side and they're playing for a different country at 23 we've got something going on at the moment yeah yeah that's right and he should be another one there like with Alzari Joseph inspiring the kids out there but you know he's selling his country down the river look let's let's be really honest about this when when he used to go to to bed at night or whatever when he was a kid was he kissing a poster of Brian Lara or Graham Thorpe I think we all know who it is don't we so he's got no he's got no connections with this country he didn't go to school here he wasn't born here it just it just takes it down like I said it just takes it down to any domestic type level sport cricket whatever it is it's about England in this case like Surrey that we have the most money and we can offer the most but that's not the point of international sport yeah I mean funnily enough what, what I just said about having residency stuff I think Archer's not probably far off because I think he came to school here did he was he one of I know Jordan did didn't he but um Anyway, he's, you know, he's been here a fair amount of time and he's got a passport, so I guess in my rules he's nearly there. But well, How that, are you going to feel if you're Liam Plunkett? Well, and, yeah, and that's true. That's not on. Yeah. It's yeah. not on. It's yeah. true. It's, and it's, a, it's a very hard line to draw as well. And like I, I, I completely agree with you guys. Um, but there's obviously some other political issues at, at, at play there as well. And, you know, you say that, that you know, he, he grew up um, 
dreaming about you know Brian Lara or becoming Brian Lara or whatnot. But you know, you never know what's happened to that person. Not just Archer. Let's just think about anybody else. And you never know what's happened to that person since they came over here at sixteen or seventeen and got ingrained in the culture. And maybe they do feel British. You know, you just you just never know that. But I totally agree that there's got to be a hard and fast rule about it. And and I don't think that he qualifies to play. Yeah, and 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 it's and it is as you said. I think it's, it seems like the Western is uh, missing out, and will continue to miss out. Same with Jennings. Who's yeah, yeah. Well, character. that was I, yeah. that was the worst. That was the worst of the lot, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. I, I I can't I can't believe that. Yeah, I can't believe. Well, that. it's not that much different. I don't think. Like, to, seen, to be seen, fair, some some Ireland, Ireland to England football guy. This is the thing, and people use the word switched. It drives me crazy. They always switched again. Yeah. You you don't get to choose your country. Your country chooses you. And it should be something that is intrinsically part of you and something that you're proud of. And people just give it away. Oh, you're talking about the footballer? Yeah, the, footballer, I mean, right, I, don't yeah. I saw him. Apparently he's already played Lowe's for Ireland. Yeah. Now he's switching to England. Well, what about Alan Morgan? I don't know. That's I don't an know interesting question because he played for Ireland. He played for Ireland. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And uh, captain of the England team that yeah. could potentially and win again, the I, what, do, what good does that do for Irish cricket? Nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, Morgan's a tricky one because I think at the time, his main focus was to play test cricket for England, which he did pretty much straight away after switching. Yeah. So he got picked in the test switching. team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's true. But all right, after after, but what? I, but I mean, it's a little bit like. But it's a little bit like switching jobs. Yeah. I mean, if no, it's not. I mean, if you're. But what I'm saying is, if you're from a non-test nation and you're good enough to play test cricket, you should be allowed to play test cricket. So the Morgan thing is different because Ireland weren't a test You're nation. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is past tense now, obviously. Uh, I, I don't really know if he should now go back. I don't know. That's a bit of a weird one for me. But, you know, at the time, I totally understood because he moved his, whatever, uh, international cricketing allegiances to England to play test cricket and he got picked pretty much immediately. Yeah. That didn't work out. But he was playing, he was an English cricketer by then because he played test cricket for England. So... You know, if, if he was 23 now, he, he wouldn't be playing for England, I don't think. I don't think. I, I don't know that, but, well, you know. he could make a choice to. Could he? Are you, are you allowed to do that now? I'm not sure you are. Because well, cause they're a test nation, so now they're overseas players, right? I think. Which is, so it's well, actually going to hurt. Well, Joffre Arch Arch has just done that. Arch has just done that. Well, he had, yeah, yeah residency he rules had, and, and everything. Yeah, yeah, so he could have gone through that residency rules and, and given up Irish test cricket. So... That would have been a, but it would have been a much harder decision for him. I think his initial decision was actually quite obvious because Ireland weren't playing Test cricket. But Good point. so, yeah. so it's difficult. But um, yeah, I mean, that all being said, he is going to be available. And on the basis of who's your best fifteen, do you think he gets in? I don't. You don't. Well, I don't think he's proven. Fair enough. Not in a World Cup. I Apparently, mean, he's played something like fourteen, um, fifty over matches in his career. Really? 14, yeah. It's because he's been he's 2020, 2020 cricket, star, yeah. yeah. I think give, give, give him, sure, if he's eligible and you're the coach, you're going to pick your best players, so select him, but not for the World Cup. Give him, you know, give him another three years trying to get into the team and then get in. I don't, you're the best team in the world at the moment in one day cricket, yeah. Ar- arguably. What, what needs to change? Uh, I mean, bearing in mind, you know, all well, the no, other stuff is no, irrelevant if, feelings, if he's available. Personal feelings aside, um, Probably what Mark Wood did in the last test, maybe just kept him in the side. Yeah. Look, Joffrey Arch is a cracking cricketer. I'm not. I'm not debating that. Yeah. It's it's just a it's, it's just the way I am as a person. But um, I, I, you plunk it. I mean, plunk. I don't know about. 
Plunkett. Just kind of worry if he's just, but he is. <laughs> Debell was saying the other day on he, Crick Info that he's just lost his pace him and, a little bit. Him and Rashid have been our bowling attack for the last. Well, I'm mowing on Wokes. No, but really, Plunkett and Rashid have really yeah. been the, the yeah. standout too. Um, and I, I, I like a lot, of, a lot about Plunkett. I just worry. Then you try and take the emotion out of it, or the fact that he's been there for four years. Well, I think it'll be. I think the obvious four bowlers will be Stokes. Stokes. Um, it's the scene bowlers, isn't it? So it's Stokes. well, five bowlers then. Really, it'll be Stokes, Wokes, Plunkett, Rashid, and Moeen. Definitely, all and five the of them will play. And then the sixth one is up for grabs. It'll either be Willie if it's doing a bit, or Wood probably, or a wild card in Curran at the moment, or obviously a massive wild card in Archer. Tom Curran I'm talking Tom not Sam ah, sure. yeah sorry yeah I wouldn't yeah I wouldn't pick Sam Curran but Tom Curran's actually he does a lot with the uh, you know at the death with the out, back of the hand stuff yeah. and he's he's really clever death bowler you know 2020 stuff actually but that's creeping in more into death bowling isn't it in 50 over cricket yeah. so I think it's uh, but so Archer's actually got to come in for one of them and, it, and now if Wood is bowling the don't sort forget of way, about Ollie Stone yeah, well yeah yeah that's like true him. yeah no, that's true like but I think if Wood is bowling how he did in the test and there's Willie, and there's um, potentially Ollie Stone. Archer's got to get in ahead of one of them. And sorry, and Tom Curran was the other one. And maybe Ollie Stone. So he's he's got to get ahead of, you know. Well, then probably not all four of them are going to get in, are they? They're probably only two of them are going to get in, really. I mean, Plunkett because you'll need eleven plus you'll need two seamers, a spinner, and another batsman. I think. Because yeah, there's only fifteen will, in the squad. Plunkett and Wood will start. All fitness. I'm not so sure about Willie. Especially, especially, mind you, the thing is, it's, he does it's, well in England, and, it, and it's in earlier, it's earlier in the yeah, summer. Yeah, he does take wickets in England. He always takes wickets with a new ball in England, which is all they need. It's only you know the World Cup's here now. That's it. Does he ever second spell yet though? Like, yeah. well, it almost doesn't matter. If he bowls six overs at the start, gets a couple of wickets, if, if and that's it. Somebody else goes the distance. It does. Yeah, but we've got well, well, but we've got six bowlers. You know, Stokes is a really capable, you know, number six bowler. So you've only got to make up. Well, is that, you've only got to make up four or five overs with the other five bowlers. You know what I mean? So they've all only got to bowl one extra. You know, if Stokes bowls five, then that's it, which is more than capable. So, yeah, I, I don't know about Archer. I, I agree that he, I don't think he should be playing for England. I think he should be playing for the West Indies, if anything. Um, and I don't know if he should be in, to be honest. I've, I mean, I've not actually seen that much of him because I don't really watch the Big Bash. He didn't have a great big bash, to be fair. Yeah. Um, has anybody been watching the big bash? Oh, it's how been... is that still only just finished? <laughs> it's only just finished. Really it was a Melbourne derby in the yeah. final, wasn't it? And it's so greedy. They don't understand that too much of something's too much. Anyway, that's a different story. It's been going on for months, hasn't it? It's meant to be a kiddies holiday thing. Yeah. F- it's half turn. It's, 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 <laughs> it's true. It's, it's literally yeah, half turn. It's literally half turn. Anyway, we'll finish tonight with... The universe boss, I think, it's got oh, to be worth yes. a mention. I mean, Chris Gale is 39. He's announced his retirement from international cricket, which will be after the World Cup in England, which I think the final's on the 9th of July. So that will be the Isn't end it of only his... only ODI cricket? I think... I, think uh, I don't know. I thought it was international cricket. It, is he still going to play T20s? Next, next year, <laughs> yeah, that's it? true. Has he retired from test cricket yet? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. One way or another, he's gone from test cricket, hasn't he? So, I mean... I mean, of all the players, I mean, we're talking one-day cricket, really, aren't we? But he's a good test player. Yeah, I mean, you know, triple century and all the rest of it. But uh, I mean, <laughs> it's difficult to know what to say because there's so many funny things you could say about him. I'd, I should have collated a, you know, a quote sort of selection from him tonight. But 
realistically, has there been another player who has made looking hundreds so easy in white ball cricket ever? No. When he's on, when he's on, you know, when he's on. No, 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 there's probably not. Uh, De Villiers? No, but De Villiers... I mean, Gale Joe, is great to watch. But De Villiers is super busy at the crease. He's, he's yeah. going left, he's going right. He's, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Gale just looks... He just stands like there and chips things into the second yeah. tier, doesn't he? He's six foot five or something. He's a big boy. Yeah. He's, he, I mean, he has been amazing for cricket. No I mean. matter what you think of the bloke and what he said the other day. And he's stuff, only quitting ODIs. Really? He's, he's only quitting ODIs. Yeah. So yeah. He's still 2020. I reckon yeah. you want to play that 2020 World Cup, yeah. He's the most arrogant man in the world. And that interview the other day was just bizarre, you know, about, oh, I need a, you need me at the 100 ball competition because, you know, yeah. I've set up every other competition that's around the world. So you need me there to set it up. Yeah, whatever, go. I but, think he just says a lot of it. But he's done it again. <laughs> but yeah, and, uh, like we said earlier, he scored 135 today. And, and he hit 12 know. sixes, you know. Today. In this game, right. 12. And he will know, the England public's watching this, all the people that are going to be running these yeah. franchises, they're watching this. They'll, want they'll, they'll have him in. 100 yeah. ball contest, of course they'll have they him in. They will 100% have him in. Yeah. He, know, he knows. He's like Anthony Joshua. He knows wherever he goes. People yeah. love him. He's a- well, I don't know about AJ. That's a different podcast altogether. Yeah, but true, uh, yeah. Things are fading on that front, aren't they? Goodness me. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean... I like Gale. And the thing about Gale is, he's a... He has proper the basis of proper cricket shots when he's di- when he's when he's it's not massive baseball slogs. He stays no, that's true. Still, and he has a good yeah. base. Yeah, and yeah, he's, I've he's, straight. he's got 15, 15 test hundreds at forty two. So oh, you're forty two average. Yeah, that's really seven thousand runs. So wow. And he's encouraging the youth of the West Indies to, to play test cricket, yeah. even though his generation, <laughs> arguably the ones that ruined it. He, but, you know, for political reasons, he's now saying, you know, these guys should play test cricket. So, good on Good stuff. All right. Well, all the best to him. We look forward to seeing him in the 100 ball contest next year then. Uh, and obviously the World Cup before that and English Shores. But uh, I think we'll probably leave it there. We'll try and catch up with you in a week or two's time. England will have wrapped up their series um, in the West Indies and their tour in the West Indies after four, well, after today, there's four more matches uh, to come in the ODI series. And then it's basically a stable diet of one day international cricket from now until the middle of July. So uh, there'll be warm-up matches, a couple of series um, before the warm-up matches even start. And then, of course, the main thing kicks off at the end of May. Um, But for now, that's it for me. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Ed. Pleasure. Thanks, Cheese. Cheers, guys. Good night, everyone.